it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. For the 82nd time this season, the Utah Jazz will tip it off, wrapping up a 21-22 season that started with the Jazz winning 7 of 8. Donovan guarded by Porter Jr. Torched him in the bubble. Pull back jumper. Flashback! Oh no! Michael Porter Jr. is like, not again! Not again! Included a winning streak of 8 straight and 14 of 16 in December. Lobs to Rudy! Oh, he's at top of the chimney! He's got a bunch of presents for you! And he'll throw it down! Boyan was record-setting. Kicks to bogey. Add to the record. Yes, he does. We had to say goodbye to Joe. Flings it to Ingles with one on the clock. Forces up a three, and he hit it. But Donovan was devilish. Donovan's going the other way. Oh, Donovan Mitchell, windmill jam. And Rudy was raucous. Flops it to Rudy, who with a left hand throws it down. So we'll do it one more time before the playoffs. From downtown Portland, it's the Jazz and the Blazers. Tip-off is now. Just have fun, David. Get the starters off the floor without any injuries. <laughs> Fast. <laughs> Jazz and the Blazers underway. Ellenby driving on House. Flips it up to Perry out of Mississippi State. His shot's no good, and House comes to the front court. Quinn Snyder said before the game the Jazz has been running well. He wants to see it. Mike Conley's let the hair loose tonight, playing with it all out with a big white headband and the afro flying. Right side, Royce O'Neal signals to House what the play is. Conley works the top on a switch with Perry. Steps back for a long two. It's no good, and the rebound comes down to the Blazers. Dallas is underway against San Antonio. Denver's underway against the Lakers. David Locke along with Ron Boone and Kevin Pelton. What are we rooting for, Kevin Pelton, in those two games? Do we have a preference on Dallas or Golden State if you're a member of the Utah Jazz? Yeah, I feel like the Mavericks are maybe the slightly more preferable matchup because of the fact that if you've got an opportunity to game plan for Luka Doncic and try to, you know, make other Mavericks beat you, obviously they have more ability to do that with Spencer Dinwiddie and Jalen Brunson, but it's still not their strength. Rudy Gobert slides down the lane and lays it up and in. I've never seen that play take so long to develop, <laughs> but he's still got, got two points out of it. Jazz lead at 2-0. Williams out of Arizona. He was the L.A. High School Player of the Year. when he was Then a top recruit went to Arizona, went undrafted, and has had a nice little run here with the Blazers, and the shot comes up short. This year in the NBA, more players have played than ever before in league history, largely due to COVID hardship. But for many of them, it's been an opportunity to prove they belong. Williams is one of those. Conley on another very slow developing play and a holding penalty on the Portland Trailblazers. Sound like the NFL, but that's literally what they did. They held a player and 15 yards going the other way. 2-0. 82nd game of the year. Doesn't feel like it on my personal note because of that two months we were off the road. It's just kind of a trunk weird season. Conley's ball get past, gets knocked out of his hands. Picked up going the other way. Williams then Royce O'Neal knocks the pass away but immediately grabs his right hand as though he might have got a finger on that ball. Shakes his right hand as the Blazers score it. 
A three ball from Didi Lozada, who came over in the C.J. McCullum deal. Trying to Gobert trying to get the ball in the post, and they got a foul down low as Rudy was holding ground on a smaller defender. It, it really seems like they're trying to get Rudy to basketball there. That's three plays in a row that they're working at getting Rudy the ball down on the block. Now, that first play was a play that we see all the time. This looked just like a basic post-up play. Royce still kind of wiggling that right hand and looking at that finger. As Conley drives left hand, gets his shot blocked out of bounds by Perry. Perry played on a good Michi Mississippi State team whose guards never passed. So I watched, I watched him a lot. He, <laughs> he should have transferred. He had a hard, yeah, he was wishing the portal was as active. Pass comes in, knocked out of bounds, trying to get to Gobert again. So we, you're seeing something right now that, uh, that this Portland Trailblazers team, even though I don't know one player out there don't, didn't know a lot, a lot about any of them, but they're going to be active. Most interesting one's probably Keon Johnson. Conley works the left elbow, chest at the house, loses his shooting window, penetrates, hangs in the air, layup no good, Gobert offensive rebound, rim checks himself, loses the rebound coming back up. Here's LMB played at Washington State, right side spinning in the lane is Johnson. He loses control of it out of bounds. The reason Johnson's the most interesting, he's a youngster out of Tennessee. He was a first round pick of the LA Clippers. Part of the Norman Powell trade. O'Neal drives the left side, gets cut off, tries to pass across the way. I think Gobert might have intercepted his pass, turns around, throws a hook shot. It's an air ball. 3-2 Blazers. Driving to the rack, missing the layup for the Blazers is Lozada, and the rebound comes down to the Jazz. Conley pushing Hernan Gomez, drives the baseline, attacks the rack, lays it up and in. Nice finish for Wancho. He's been a nice revelation for the Jazz, Ron. He definitely has, and I, and I really think going forward, you're going to see a lot of him in the playoffs. I mean, he doesn't lose any. The Jazz do not lose anything when he's out there on the floor. Joe Ingles is in the building tonight for the Blazers. He does not seem to be on the Blazers benches. House steals it away. House coming the other way on the break, going one-on-one -on -one into traffic, misses but gets the free throws. I don't see Joe on the bench over there. I see Dame Lillard. He addressed the crowd before the game. I see Yusuf Nurkic, I believe, or maybe not. Maybe that's, is that Nurkic next to Dame? Looks like it. Yep. Yes. And Pelton, who's on the right of Nurkic? Simons. Simons, okay. Little, and then uh, Trenton Watford is next to them. So you have a beige outfit, a blue outfit, and a purple outfit. And the next two guys are actually look like they're in blazer warm-up gears, but they're actually not as House misses the free throw. Okay, when Quince made reference to this team running a little bit more, I think a lot of it has to do with House and Jordan Clarkson, don't you think? Yeah, I think Wancho runs. And Rancho, both of them. You know, the line... Rancho doesn't run with the ball in his hands. He fills the lanes quite a bit. You... The lineup that ran the most for us last year was the lineup with Joe Ingles, George Niang, as Niang ran. It didn't run this year until just recently. And that's been a big difference. And there's Rancho there, pushing the ball up the floor. Left corner, Rancho Hernan Gomez for three, no good. He's been shooting the corner three very well. Blazers come the other way, pushing it. House cuts off another dribble and another steal for Daniel House. And the Blazers have scored on one of their opening nine possessions. Jazz haven't been a lot better as House drives the left side and draws the foul. Jazz are two of eight. Blazers are one or six. This one's not going in a museum. We knew that when it started. 
Let's go scoreboard updating. Dallas leads the Spurs 11-6. Dallas is playing their regular starters tonight. Spurs have started DeJounte Murray, Josh Primo, Jakob Pertl, Keldon Johnson, and Devin Vassell. So that's generally their starting five. L.A. leads Denver 14-8. Denver started Austin Rivers, Jeff Green, Demarcus Cousins, Bryn Forbes, and Bones Highland tonight. That is not their regular crew. The Lakers have started Austin Reeves, Stanley Johnson, Wayne Gabriel, Malik Monk, and Taylor Horton Tucker. Did anyone mention the Lakers are not in the play-in? Just thought I'd mention it. Just had to mention it. Just had to mention it. Seven to three. Jazz leading. Perry working the top. Back cut. Driving to the basket. And fouled is Ben McLemore, who just checked in for Keon Johnson. First foul of the night on the Jazz goes on Rudy Gobert. Ben McLemore's name might be the most familiar of any player that will play tonight for the Blazers. McLemore out of the University of Kansas. Originally, I believe, drafted by Sacramento. Seventh in the NBA draft. Kevin, the the Blazers started when? I mean, what year was that? 69-70. 69-70. So they've had 15 coaches since 1969-70. That's pretty good, isn't it? As far as longevity, as far as coaches in this league? I mean, there's been a lot of continuity. So I started coming down to games here in 2008 after the Sonics moved. And in that span until this year, it had entirely been Nate McMillan, a brief stint with Caleb Canales as an assistant coach, and then Terry Stotts. Now Chauncey Billups. Huge turnover, though. General manager Neil O'Shea out. Terry Stotts out. Ownership change maybe in the horizon as Paul Allen passed away a few years ago and is now being run by his sister. Mike Conley switches left to right, misses. Offensive rebound tapped around and knocked out of bounds by the Blazers. Ron, is this a hard game to play? It's a hard game to play. It definitely is. But as as I essentially said in the shoot-around report, you got to stick with what you going to be using the things you're going to be doing during the playoffs don't don't create bad habits i really like that that philosophy baseline drive by conley bounces to house right corner three is blocked out of the air nice defensive play by the blazers here come the blazers the other way wiggling through the lane with in and out dribbles williams till he runs into a monster named gobert who swats it out of the middle. The Jazz go fast break the other way. Daniel House packs it, falling to the ground. After a right-hand hammer, it's 9-4 Utah. Foul up top on Hernan Gomez as Ellaby drives, and we have our first time out of the night. Spurs and Dallas are tied at 11. Lakers lead the Nuggets by two. Pelicans are up four on the Warriors. Pelicans are playing C.J. McCollum, Marshall, Hernan Gomez, Hayes, and Murphy the third. Clay Thompson and Draymond Green are in the starting lineup for the Warriors tonight. We'll keep an eye on all of them. Seven minutes left here. Jazz lead at 9-4 on the Jazz Radio Network. Oh, my! Utah Jazz Sound Flash. You know, we've played really well at certain points against, I think, some of the best teams in the league. Not at certain points, but throughout the game. And then we've had windows, you know, where we've made mistakes that have been compounded by the fact that we haven't made shots. And I think turning the ball over, giving up second shots, you know, we can withstand offensively, you know, a couple turnovers. But 
when you turn the ball over and give up quick baskets the other way, you know, games get close pretty quick. Quinn Snyder for the ball game as Reggie Perry shoots a three-angle left and scores it. Son white side of the game, Jared Butler and Jordan Clarkson in the game. Butler comes to the front court with his bright green shoes tonight, working the right side. Had 10 assists the other night. Hernan Gomez back up top to Butler. Butler holds over his head, rotates to the corner to O'Neal. Jammed a finger earlier, seems to be all right now. Jazz swing around the outside. Butler will take a deep three. It's off the back rim, no good. And the rebound comes down to the Blazers with the Jazz leading it 9-7. to Levins in the game for the first time. Excuse me, Blevins in the game for the first time. And shot no good from the wing from Williams. Outlet to O'Neal. Curls out left side. Be nice if Royce could bury one or two tonight. Give himself a little confidence heading to the playoffs. No. Butler on the top. Drives. Loops it out to Clarkson. Catch and shoot angle right three. No good. That's the shot Jordan hasn't made this year. That catch and shoot three. Whiteside offensive rebound. Puts it on the deck twice. Goes nowhere. Kicks to Royce. Beautiful ball fake. Drives the lane. Shoves off with the right hand and gets called for an offensive foul. One three. We're watching three games in the NBA tonight. San Antonio and Dallas are tied at 17. If Dallas loses, they are the fourth seed. Lakers and the Nuggets. Lakers lead the Nuggets 24-22. If the Nuggets lose tonight, they're the sixth seed. Pelicans lead the Warriors 17-12. If the Pelicans win tonight and Dallas wins, the Warriors slide to four, and we end up playing them if we win. Jared Butler to the front court with a Jazz leading 9-7. David Locke along with Kevin Pelton and a great Ron Boone with us tonight. Ron in his 34th season on that Jazz broadcast. Back cut by Butler, stolen by Whiteside. Long outlet pass, McLemore. Bounce pass, Ellaby dunk. We're tied at 9 with 5.21 left. First quarter. Clarkson. Chests it up top to O'Neal. Snyder and the coaches sitting on the bench watching while Chauncey Billups stands on the front near side. Clarkson goes behind his back. Chess at left side to O'Neal. Hesitates. Now shoots the three and misses. Whiteside battling for the rebound. It's, comes down to the Blazers. Chest ahead to McLemore. McLemore fires. Hits the three. 12-9. Quinn Snyder looks down on a play call chart. Vince LaGarza yells at Jared Butler. Run. Get up the floor as he walks it up across the half court. Now goes one-on-one, dancing and driving on Perry to the rack, switching right to left and laying it up and in. That ends a 8-0 Portland run, 12-11. Ellenby isolated on Hernan Gomez. Ellenby played at Washington State. His dad was a player as well, a Seattle legend, in fact. Right side, Perry for three, no good. Rebound comes down to Clarkson. Rise and fire, transition three, front rim no good. McLemore rebounds for the Blazers. What have Blazer games been like, Kevin? Well, they've lost 20 of the last 22. I mean, I haven't conned to a ton of them. I (laughs) can't imagine. I was at the New Orleans game last week, and that was really interesting because of the emotion around C.J. McCollum's return. LMB3 left side is good. Quinn Snyder pops off the bench and says, push ahead. Clarkson's unguarded, wide open three left side, he misses. O'Neal taps the rebound and keeps it alive. Butler rotates to Hernan Gomez for three, no good. And the rebound, Royce O'Neal again. He gets hit in the face, they call a foul. Royce will finish the year as the Jazz third leading rebounder. 
The Jazz are 0 of 8 from 3 tonight. Royce's second last season. Still had a great year rebounding the basketball. A guy named Whiteside usurped him as the second leading rebounder this year. I think as far as minutes played, Whiteside probably, even though totally he doesn't have the, the most offensive rebounds, but per minute, probably does. Royce will finish the year this year with a career high in three-point shooting percentage, two-point shooting percentage, assist, and steals. And Royce O'Neal has actually done something that very few players in NBA history have done. I don't know if our walking encyclopedia that's with us tonight will know the amount of players have done this. But in his first five years of the league, Royce O'Neal has increased his scoring rate, points per game, every single year. What's more remarkable is he still only averages 7.4 points a game while doing that, which makes it really hard. It's exactly what he averaged last season there. 7.0 last year. Beautiful drive down the right side and reverse side layup by Williams. Blazers lead the Jazz 17-13. Hernan Gomez, left-hand drive to the rack, goes to dunk it, gets blocked at the rim. Greg Brown, I believe, with the block. Rookie out of Texas. Quinn Snyder will take a timeout. Jazz down four. Elsewhere. Mavericks lead the Spurs by 2, 22-20. Lakers are up five on the Nuggets. And the Pelicans lead is two on the Warriors on the Jazz Radio Network. Oh, my! Utah Jazz Sound Flash. I'm confident. I don't want it to seem like I'm not. Just because shots don't go in, you know, can't let that alter and falter like your confidence. Because if you do that, then you're on a wholly different level. So I think we all are as a team. I think we're confident. The hunger comes from losing. It may not show in the result, but the group we have, the guys are dedicated. We're locked in. We're we're, fake. we're trying to figure it out. It ain't like we just hear like, oh, no well. And that's why I think we're going to figure this out. 17-13. Positive comments from Donovan Mitchell after the game the other night. Jazz trailing here. Against the Portland Trailblazers with 3-11, 14 left in the first quarter. Playoff seating unknown at this moment. That was brought to you by Newskin, proud sponsor of the Utah Jazz. Discover the, the best you at newskin.usa.com. Thanks for sponsoring the Utah Jazz 21-22 season, Newskin. Got word that Joe Ingles is now on the Blazers bench. I still don't see him, but he's Kevin, hiding back on Kevin the second. Kevin Pelton says he's there. Clarkson rotates house right corner three too long jazz have missed their first nine threes of the night Kevin you're a law of averages guy should we miss all of our threes tonight so that we get hot in the playoffs I mean so is Daryl Moore and you saw what happened to them in game seven versus the Warriors so thank you nice Keon Johnson top to Macklemore Johnson the most interesting player on this Blazer team first round pick major piece of the Norm Powell trade turns it over second turnover of the night Clarkson works the left side of the floor. Chests it up top to Mike, who's back in, as is Rudy. Jordan has been settled himself after January 1st this year. Drives the basket, pass to the corner, knocked away as Rudy Gay waiting for it. Couldn't get to it. All right, let's check in on the games that matter. We'll go over to the Lakers and the Nuggets with the Nuggets broadcast crew on the call. So Jones will trigger it in over to DJ Augustine. Lakers lead it by 5, 28 to 23. High 
right side is DJ Augustine, guarded by Campazzo. Top of the key, throws it off over to Tucker. Tucker's at the midcourt circle. Left side, he gets it off over to Johnson. Johnson, stutter step and a drive. He's down the lane. He has his pass blocked, and then he put it back up and in off the deflection. Lakers lead it by 7, 30 to 23. Lakers up 7 here, missed 3 by Rudy Gay, followed by a missed 3 by the Blazers. And a fast break for the Jazz the other way. Daniel House lays it up and in. If Denver loses tonight, Jazz win the division and are the fifth seed in the Western Conference playoffs as division winners. Jazz will have the longest stretch of any Western Conference team for consecutive playoff runs. Blazers with the basketball. Jazz trailing 17-15. Bounce pass to the corner, and Rudy Gay blocks the shot by Levens. As the shot clock expires, Jazz have Conley, Clarkson, Gay, Gilbert, and House. And you can see the Portland Trailblazers guard sometimes dribble with nowhere to go, and time is, is running off the clock, and they put themselves on the short clock and not getting it done. Bob Weiss, longtime NBA coach when I was with him in Seattle he used to always say to me watch how many of these guys dribble and don't end up in a better position where they started which makes so much sense because this is a 24 second clock right yep yeah so still far. it's not Utah high school or most places high school Oregon high school yeah they don't have a clock either <laughs> Washington is a superior state does nice left side Clarkson for three missed another one Jordan better watch his shooting averages tonight. He's over four. 17-15, Blazers. Here's Elijah Hughes. Came to the Blazers in the Joe Ingles trade that gave the Jazz Hernan Gomez and Gil Alexander Walker. Throws it away. House going full speed ahead. Kicks to the corner. Conley rotates to Clarkson. Feet set. Missed the three again. And then we got a foul as Rudy Gobert gets tied up with Greg Brown. Foul's going to be on Brown. Rudy actually tossed him to the ground a little bit. Jordan's 0 for 5 tonight. Wait, he's like, wait a sec. That's not what this is supposed to happen tonight. All right, Eastern Conference playoffs are set. Miami is the one seed. Boston is the two. Milwaukee, the three. Philadelphia, the four. Toronto, the five. Chicago, the six. Kevin Pelton, who is your Eastern Conference favorite? I think at this point it has to be Milwaukee. I, even though Miami is the one seed, Milwaukee got the scenario that they wanted where they're avoiding Brooklyn in the first round. It's Boston that's going to have to potentially deal with that if the Nets end up winning that 7-8 game that they'll host on uh, on Wednesday night, I believe. And, and you say they're the favorite just because their route's easier or because you believe they're the best team? I think they're the safest bet, certainly. You know, they've got a level I think they can get to that I'm not sure Miami can match, even with the additions of Lowry and, and Tucker. We've seen it in last year's playoffs. They have Giannis, that that guy. And, you know, the teams that are more uh, more talented are pretty deeply flawed defensively. Nice drive in the basket and a bucket here for Johnson as the Jazz come back the other way. Conley quick two for one, three, no good. Re- rebound comes out to the Blazers. Jazz are going to finish... The first quarter, maybe 0 for 13 from three, which I'm pretty certain is the worst shooting three-point quarter in the history of the franchise. I'm just going to go out on a limp. 19-16, Blazers have it. Johnson in the lane, throws up an awkward right-hander and misses. Jazz have a chance to make a three here. 
Clarkson, who's missed five of the 13. And always likes the shot at the end of the quarter, works to the right side with four seconds, dances with three, and misses. And the Utah Jazz will go 0 for 14 in the first quarter from three tonight, which I am pretty certain is a franchise record for most missed threes without a make in Jazz history. Don't waste your time looking it up. The highlight of the quarter, Rudy Gobert's pass Darren Williams for 10th on the all-time Jazz scoring list on the Jazz Radio Network. Utah Jazz trail at the end of 1-19-16. I do want to take a moment and send our condolences to the family of former Jazz player John Drew, passed away after a battle with spinal cancer. 67 years old, he averaged 18 points to the 83-84 Jazz team. Great off-the-bench score in the ilk of Jordan Clarkson. Mr. Instant Offense, John Drew. I saw John in Houston when he visited us during the year. Drew's opened his career. His opening eight years were in Atlanta, where he scored 23 points a game over 20 in five years, and then moved to Utah for the final three years of his career. And a lot of those years, David, was coming off the bench as a non-starter. He only started... His most starts ever, I believe, was 51 in Atlanta his year before he came to Utah. He started in 33 games when he played 44 games for Jazz in 82-83 and then only four of 81 games for him in the 83-84 season then played just 19 games in 84-85 before his career came to an end. Jazz missed another three. They have missed 16 straight. We have got to be getting close to historic proportions to start a game and for a quarter. 1916 Blazers. Elijah Hughes pull up jumper fouled by Rudy Gay. I am going to go out on a limb. I'm going to guess that the 16 straight threes missed by a team is close to an NBA record. Elijah Hughes, two shots. And the second thing I'm going to let you know is I think that the 0 for 15, 14 and a quarter is close to an NBA record. And I got Kevin Pelton who's got all sorts of fancy-dancy spreadsheets and connections and things like that to figure out what you think, you think we're in re- historic levels here? We've got to be getting close at the very least. Not consecutive missed threes. Just to start a game, I think, would be qualifier. In a quarter by itself might be also. Kevin has pointed out the most historic stretch as Rudy rolls to the basket here and is fouled. Happened by the Houston Rockets in the NBA playoffs against the Golden State Warriors. That was in the playoffs, not a regular season. Game seven of the conference finals. I was there. And what did you know it was going on while it was happening? I mean, I think people were tweeting about it. So I think I think that we were aware in the building. 21-16. Free throw by Gobert is good. Rudy's going to have a hard time getting to 70%. The math I did tonight, I'm not sure it's right. He'll have to go 11 of 11. And he's 2 for 3. So now he's going to have to go about like 18 of 19. 
He could get to 69.5, and then you could generously round it up to 70%, and that's a little more doable tonight. I think well, if he goes about 8 of 9 or 9 of 10, he could do that. Well, they seem to be fouling him when he gets close to the basket as though they don't want to give up any dunks. Hughes driving, floating, airballing. And the rebound comes down to the Jazz. Daniel House accidentally throws it away, trying to get it to Clarkson. House wanted to throw a pass to Clarkson, and then it got cut off. Clarkson ends up diving on two fans in the front row, gives him a little tap on the knees. It's nice to see it. Here's our scoreboard update as we keep you up to date on the other games. San Antonio and Dallas are now tied at 39. The Lakers and the Nuggets, the Lakers lead the Nuggets by seven. If the Lakers win, the Jazz are the fifth seed. The end of one, the Warriors are up one on the Pelicans, 27-26. If the Warriors win that game, they are the three seed. Here, a lifeless affair with the Jazz starting the night shooting 5 of 28 overall and 0 of 16 from 3. Conley steals the inbound pass. Takes a left-hand dribble the other way with the defender on his side. He lays it up and in. 21-20. Blazers have lost 10 straight and 20 of their last 22. And why their tank has been colossal, Kevin. Is there any protected draft pick or is it just for the purpose of getting the best draft pick? Yeah, no, the, the projection on their draft pick was if they made the playoffs. So that was a concern, I guess, if they had ended up in the play-in, which they were in that position coming out of the All-Star break. But uh, that, that has not been necessary for some time yeah, now. Yeah, took care of that early. The most interesting draft pick is the Lakers, which now heads back to the Pelicans when everybody thought it was going to head to Memphis. Jump shot left side, up and in for Bleavitz. 23-20. Clarkson in the lane. Out to Conley. Rotates to Gay. Jump stop. Lobs to Rudy. Tough pass. Couldn't control it. Turnover. Fast break the other way. Pulling for three and missing is... Who was that? Lozada. Okay, thank you. Down low, Rudy. Got the defender pin. Misses at the rim. Foul on Lozada. If that's the case, that's three on him. And he's six foot five. And Blazers are short. Very small. Biggest guy is Brown at six foot eight. Perry is six foot eight. Yeah, Drew Eubanks has been playing a lot at center lately on a series of 10-day hardship contracts, but they don't have him tonight. Yeah. 17-7 run by the Blazers. Lead at 23-20. Jazz now whittle away at us. Gobert makes another free throw. All right, let's go back to that Brooklyn-Boston matchup. You were on a national podcast in which you proclaimed that the Boston Celtics were the NBA favorites to win. I said said Eastern Conference. You said Eastern Conference. What's your feeling about Boston without Robert Williams against Brooklyn? Yeah, I'd, a lot, I'd much rather play them with Briar Williams. Now, of course, the, the Nets still have to take care of business against Cleveland in the play-in game to, to make sure they're the seventh seed and don't drop down to eighth, potentially. Uh, we'll see whether Jared Allen can get back for the Cavaliers for that game. He would be a major difference maker for them going against his former team. 
it's a scary matchup, but at the same time, the Nets can't stop anyone. Missed by the Blazers, and here comes the Jazz. 23-22. That, that Nets team just, out, just, just tries to outscore you, don't they? Very much so. Rudy Gay, baseline jumper up and in. All right, let's check in on the Warriors and the Pelican. Here's the Warriors radio. Spinning on Clark, finds the cutting Clay right at the rim. He lays it in. 12 first quarter points for Clay Thompson. Five seconds remaining now. Gets a pick from Snell. Switched onto by JTA into the corner for Temple. Runner from beyond the backboard, behind it on the baseline. Goes off the top of the backboard and out of play. So that'll do it for the first quarter of play. After 12 minutes, it's 27-26 Golden State. Ron, that voice is not Tim Roy, Tim Roy that we know well. Tim Roy, I want to send our best to him. His wife had a stroke Sunday night while he was broadcasting the game in Sacramento. I believe the voice that we heard right there was our stats guy the other night, who's the D-League or G-League voice of the Santa Cruz Warriors. Interesting. But hope Claire and the Roy family are... Doing all right. Our best of thoughts to him. Sends a shiver down the spine of all broadcasters. You all know that the minute you start a broadcast, there's nothing you can do for your family. And he, Tim, unfortunately, just lived it. Kevin, can you do this job? (laughs) I can. Not the play-by-play. Johnson driving the lane. Looks like a third grader against a high school senior as Gobert cuts him off. Kicks it out for a jump shot no good as Gobert closes Rudy with a strong defensive year again one of the lead candidates for defensive player of the year house ball fakes penetrates stops kicks to gay he'll take the shot for a three missing offensive rebound Gobert powered it back up and in the Jazz now lead it 28-23 on a little run of their own I think they kind of slowed down shooting the three-point shots here's Brown for a missed three Jazz come the other way. Blazers lost by 50 the other night in a game where they were a 20-point underdog, which was only the second time in NBA history in eight-year NBA in eight years as Butler hits the first three for the Jazz tonight in 18 attempts. And the Blazers will take a timeout on the 11-0 run by the Jazz. I didn't see the line tonight. If anyone, did you see the line tonight? I think it was 17 and a half. Jazz lead it by eight now, 31-23. 7.25 left in the second. Elsewhere, Spurs are up three on the Mavs. Lakers are up one on the Nuggets. And the Warriors have jumped to a five-point lead against the Pelicans on the Jazz radio network. Let's flash back to 1979. Just four days after the Jazz finished their fifth season in New Orleans, co-owners Sam Battistone and Larry Hatfield announced that the franchise would move to Utah for the 1979-80 season. Dave Fredman, then public relations director of the New Orleans Jazz, remembers the day of the announcement. I remember knowing about it, being a member of the front office in New Orleans. You know, once they finally announced it, uh, they were very excited about it. Our ownership was. It was the, uh, a great, great decision for many reasons that Sam Battistone made. Fun day to think back up. Jazz, Utah State of Utah changed forever. Probably got us the Olympics. Sam Battistone was in the restaurant business, right? Yeah. Various things that had to happen for our state to become what it is. Sambo, what was it? 
That's what it's called. I don't think you're going that anymore. What are you trying to do? Get me fired? That was the name of the restaurant. Are you I, I didn't me? say it, David. I just said he was in the restaurant business. You set me up, huh? I thought we were friends. I'm sorry. Jeez Louise. That's what's coming out of my mouth. I didn't think you would go with it. <laughs> I didn't really realize what I was saying until I stopped halfway through. All right, anyway, 34-25. Jazz here lead by nine. Ron Boone in his 34th year. I sent out a nice tweet about you, and you do me like that. Just a little humor. That's fine. All right, we need a moment, so let's go check in on the Lone Star State where the Spurs have... And the Mavericks are in a close one. The Spurs 45 and the Mavericks 44. Trey Jones in the game out of the timeout to Wieskamp. And they weave with Josh Richardson off of Pirtle. Back to his left. And the 13-footer left in the lane is good. That's his game right there. Loves to get in and shoot that little 10, 15-footer. Spurs 47, the Mavericks 44. All right, we'll keep an eye on that one. One of the interesting twists of the playoffs is the Philadelphia 76ers will play Toronto, meaning that any player that's not vaccinated will not be able to play in the games in Toronto, and Matisse Thibel is not vaccinated. How much does that change the series, uh, Kevin? I mean, I think, relatively speaking, this isn't the worst matchup for them to lose Matisse Thibel because there isn't necessarily that one wing score you'd want to put him on on the Raptors, but he's still an important part of the rotation you know, you've seen the Doc Rivers, I think, has started Danny Green lately, probably planning ahead for this a little bit. They dealt with it earlier this week when he was un unable to play, and they lost in Toronto. I mean, the biggest issue for them in that matchup is just the Raptors are pretty good. 34-25 here. Jazz lead it by nine. If the Warriors beat the Pelicans tonight, they'll be the three seed. Dallas will become the four seed. If Dallas loses to San Antonio, they just become the four seed. If the Jazz beat Portland, the Jazz become the fifth seed. If Denver loses to the Lakers, they become the sixth seed regardless of what the Jazz do. If the Nuggets win and the Jazz lose, the Jazz slide to six. Free throw by Whiteside, first one good, second one's no good. Jazz leading by 10. The Jazz open the night, not making a three-point shot until the 18th attempt, which was a Jared Butler move. Now the Jazz seem to be scoring at will as they've scored on seven straight trips. Reggie Perry lays one up in it. David Locke along with Ron Boone. Kevin Pelton also on the broadcast with us tonight. Clarkson shoots a three over the top, misses. Jordan, one for nine tonight. Here comes... Keon Johnson out to Ellaby. Left hand three. Good. Three. 35-30. Jared Butler at the point. Works the left side. Head fakes. Hesitation. And draws the foul. He has just got a great, great hesitation game. Probably going to have to learn how to dribble a little less. Two shots. Pass more. 
shoot more, ironically enough, or shoot quicker. Draws the foul here. Free throw's good. Playoff matchups in the Eastern Conference are set. The Milwaukee Bucks have slid to three consciously today. So, statistically, that's what you do, Kevin. The Bucks decided that the Bulls and the road against the Celtics or possibly home against Brooklyn was a better route than being guaranteed home against Brooklyn and home against, in all likelihood, Boston. Were they right? I think it's close enough that it was reasonable for them to just rest players and make sure that nobody got hurt in that situation, that there wasn't necessarily a lot for them to play for today. You know, I mean, it's interesting. We talked about it earlier. The Nets, as scary as they are with Kevin Durant, if you can't stop anyone, it's hard to see how you win a seven-game series. And so that that's maybe the argument for, you know, being okay with that matchup potentially and worrying more about the home court in the second round. Do you agree? Yeah, but I, I guess what I'm agreeing with you is that your defense can carry your offense a lot of times. If you're a good offensive team, you know, you're going to have nights where you just can't make a basket or, or you only have one guy that's able to score. But defense can, can keep you in the basketball game, and I don't see that happening with the Brooklyn Nets. 37-31 here. Butler gives out to Hernan Gomez. Swings through, drives, takes an extra step. They don't call it. Flare out to Butler for three. No good. Loose ball, rebound on the ground. Hernan Gomez battles for it and has it for the Jets. Wancho, one-hand pass right side to Royce O'Neal for three. Rolls Royce, and he points to Joe Ingles and says something to the black-hatted man on the blazer bench. Yeah, I would imagine Joe had something to say as Royce was shooting the ball. Kevin... Milwaukee, Boston, second round. Who is the favorite if Milwaukee had home court? Milwaukee. Who is the favorite now that Boston would have home court? Depends if Robert Williams III is healthy. I mean, I think that's the big question mark about the Celtics. So if Robert Williams III is healthy, who's your favorite if Boston has the home court? I think in that case, I would probably take the Celtics. I mean, I said earlier, you know, as you mentioned, that I did think the the Bucks, the Celtics had become the favorite in the East before that Williams injury. They'd just been so dominant over a long stretch of time that teams like that usually go a long ways in the playoffs. And we all have eye tests on whether one team is better than the other, what team is better at home. What do the numbers say, though? I mean, that's Boston's point differential was off the charts, and you know, Milwaukee, it's interesting because for a while there was this notion, that, you know, the first two years that Mike Budenholzer was there that, oh, this is a regular season team that doesn't translate over to the playoffs. Last year they had kind of a blah regular season compared to that and won the title. And I think they're trying to follow kind of a similar pattern this time around. We've wondered that about this Jazz team this year, Ron, uh, yep. Kevin, because they've had a little bit of yep. a blah regular season. But if you look back at the last year, they had this great point differential. Royce O'Neal, three, no good. Perry screens out Whiteside nicely, brings the rebound and brings to the front court. At least Royce O'Neal didn't hesitate one bit. I liked it. You're right. It's not supposed to make them all. Three ball no good by the Blazers. Offensive rebound. Perry inside traffic. Flares it back out to Johnson's pass goes to Elvio then gets a knee in the thigh. To Brown who got a knee in the thigh and traveled. 
Mike yeah. Conley, Rudy Gobert come back in for what will probably be not their too, last regular season minutes of the season. Not too much meat on that thigh there <laughs> no, as well. I not. would imagine that hurts. Ron, uh, you made the comment earlier. Well, actually, let's check in quickly. Lakers and the Nuggets to see what's going on there. McClung, stutter step, dribbles behind his back, goes to the left hand, throws it in the paint, over to Wellington. Ellington, finger roll, layup, good. Lakers lead it by five, 54 to 49. All right, Lakers up by five. If Denver loses that game, they are the sixth seed. Quite frankly, I think teams want to stay away from the Phoenix Suns. Jared Butler's on the bench, having been cut in the face. Jazz. Head of medical, Eric Phillips, is looking at him right now. McLemore, right corner three for the Blazers, up and in. 42-36. If you were the Nuggets, would you lose tonight, Kevin, to be sick so you stay away from Phoenix? You know, I think the other thing you're betting on is that you're getting the Warriors, if you do get the Warriors, early before Steph Curry is at 100%, which is an interesting variable in that. Hernan Gomez, right corner three is good. So what do you think about the Jazz and their playoff run after this kind of up and down regular season with a good point differential, but not as dominant as last year, obviously having a hard time holding leads recently? You sort of alluded to this. I feel like they were in a no-win situation this season. If they had another great regular season, people would say, okay, it doesn't matter to the playoffs. Then they have an up and down regular season. And everyone is like, well, now it's it's a sign things are over then. Perry for the Blazers with the Jazz up seven, 233 left second. Ellaby three, no good. Offensive rebound. Ellaby back to the rack bucket. 222 left here in the quarter. Rudy Gay hustling to get back in. O'Neal hands to Hernan Gomez. This one's a little long. What do your numbers say on what? Ooh, Rudy Gobert is flexing his left knee kind of funky right now. Up and down. I think that'll be... Quinn Snyder comes off the bench, calls timeout. Talks to Lauren Holtzkamp about whatever it was that got his knee hit, but Rudy is... Whiteside has the same argument. Rudy is leaving the court, kind of bending his left knee in and out. That that probably is enough fear that we might not see him again. Timeout on the floor. Jazz lead at 45 to 40. The Mavericks lead by one with a minute 40 left in the second. The Lakers lead by one with 429 left in the second. And the Warriors have now taken an 11-point advantage over the Pelicans with 255 left in the second on the Jazz Radio Network. Leave Tulane here with your play for more player profile. If you think of Jared Butler before he became a jazz man, you probably think of the final four most outstanding player and the consensus All-American. But before he got to those heights, he had to overcome quite a scare. So HCM is hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. It's a genetic heart condition. I was 18 when I found out that I had hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. Just got to college, ready to take on college basketball. I found out that I had this condition. It just kind of changed, you know, the way I look at myself and monitor myself. 
Gobert stays in the game for the Jazz. Hernan Gomez slices through the lane, and Rudy Gay finds him for a layup. Thank you very much to Leaf for that. Beautiful Information on Jared Butler. Porter was in a zone. Jazz took care of it very nicely. That was brought to you by Smith's Food and Drug.com for easy home delivery as fast as one hour. Same day pickup at the store and orders are $35 or more. Mike Conley with a little round ball robbery takes it the other way. Lays it up and in. Smith's fresh for everyone. 49-40, Jazz by nine. 114 left here in the first half. We're watching three other NBA games tonight to see where the playoffs settle. What a crazy final day where not a single matchup was set when the day started. League's done something right here. McLemore under heavy duress from Royce O'Neal. Now by Gobert and gets his shot blocked. Let's check in on the Warriors and the Pels really quickly. The Warriors back up 13-55-42. to go first half. Alvarado up top to Hernan Gomez throwing right side for Marshall. Back for Snell attacking off the bounce. The runner off the glass is smooched in. All right, so the Pels trying to fight back with the Warriors in control of the win. They become the three seed. Dallas becomes the four. Conley driving, and he's body bumped and fouled on his way to the rack. Of the play-in teams, Kevin Pelton. So Timberwolves, Clippers, Pelicans, Spurs. Who could win a first-round series? I think you probably have to start with the Clippers because they have the, the playoff experience, you know, with Paul George back healthy. This is more or less the same group that, you know, won that series last year after Kawhi Leonard's injury and gave the, the Suns a good run in last year's conference finals as well. And they've added to it Norman Powell, Robert Covington from here in Portland, who are two versatile, you know, wing players who fit very much into what the Clippers are trying to do defensively. So Tyler's going to have a lot of options at his disposal. Three throws are split by the Mike Conley. Jazz lead by 10. Perry for three, no good. Rebound Rudy Gobert moving better here. 28 seconds left in the quarter. Jazz mm-hmm. by 10. And the way Rudy's rebounding the ball, he will lead the league in rebounding again. And field goal percentage. Finish yeah. the year as the first player in NBA history to ever score 15 points a game while shooting over 70%. Conley driving, gets a beautiful screen from Gobert. A little bit like a road grinder, clearing the path. Mike Conley lays it up and in. 52-40, Jazz by 12. Mike's now got himself nine points to lead all Jazz scores. Williams short with a shot. Gobert wanting one more rebound. Has 10 tonight, looking for his, was looking for a double-double, but he's second in the NBA in double-doubles by Nikola Jokic this year. And looking to win his fourth defensive player of the year award. He's certainly done enough to earn it. Utah 52, Blazers 40. We're at the half. See how things sit when we come back. Blazers and the Jazz in Portland for game 82 on the Jazz Radio Network. A little unusual here at halftime as the Blazers honored Bill Chonley, their longtime voice and team ambassador. Been with the team for 50 years. And if there was a script to the timing of the presentation, it was broken. And went about 10 minutes long. So thank you to Jake Scott and Tim Lacombe for carrying it. Jazz come out of the second half. Mike Conley, Rudy Gobert, Daniel House, 
Juan Jordan Gomez and Royce O'Neal. So the Jazz are not pulling anyone here in the second half. The Warriors lead by 25 over the Pelicans right now. They'll, with that win, they become the three seed. 12-point game, lob down low to Rudy. Gets knocked away. I wonder if the Jazz want to get Rudy another double-double. Not like Quinn to play stats. That was just a weird play. The game that gets most interesting now is Denver versus L.A. If the Denver Nuggets lose, we're the fifth seed. If we lose and Denver wins, we go to the sixth. With news today out of the press conference of Golden State with Steve Kerr saying he's not sure about Steph Curry's availability, Kevin Felton, who's with the broadcast with us from ESPN, as well as Ron Boone. I wonder where that changes people's desires. Well, that now is going to be the time you're going to want to play the Warriors. Layup by Perry for the Blazers. In other words, you want the Blazers with Curry not with them not sure what Curry's role is. Exactly. And him shaking off the rust, all of that. 52-42. Another try to pass down low to Rudy, and the Jazz couldn't get it there. Turn it over. It's two consecutive times as I think they started the ball game off like this at the beginning of the first quarter, making an emphasis of getting Rudy the ball down in the paint. And they, well, the entry lamp, the pass, the entry passes are not good, and the angles are worse, which probably is the reason the passes aren't good. Here's Ellaby driving, flares it back out to Perry. Perry's their center. He works on O'Neal, puts a hook shot over Gobert and scores. 52-44. Lakers are up three on the Nuggets. San Francisco native David Locke could start to root for the Blazers and the Lakers really heavily right about now. Mike Conley bounce pass. Rudy Gobert steps in the lane. He's fouled to go to the line. Nice pass. Nebraska, Omaha, Nebraska native Ron Boone could start rooting for the war for the Lakers and the Blazers really quickly too, for a different reason. Uh, Olympic Club, Harding <laughs> um, <laughs> Park. <laughs> you do me earlier than that. I'll do you now. <laughs> Gobert misses the free throw. That'll eliminate any chance of getting a 70% for the season. Well, he did get there. He just has not been able to maintain it. Career high free throw percentage for Rudy on the year, though. Rudy's got himself another double-double. That'll be the second most double-doubles by anybody in the NBA this year. Only Nikola Jokic. Who's your MVP, Ron Boone? Um, probably Jokic. I just... He just makes that team better. He just, his numbers, it's not like he's putting up gaudy numbers and they're losing. I think they're going to win 48, 49 games without their two best, second and third best players. Pretty incredible. Kevin Pelton's an actual voter. Who's your MVP, Kevin Pelton? I, I am also going with Jokic. And what are you doing after Jokic? Gobert with a block, defensive player of the year. Um, uh, right side, Conley. <laughs> I have not decided by Defensive Player of the Year about it. Uh, Gobert gets to make the campaign. In O'Neal airballs a three. Uh, who's your, what's your top five MVP? It's Jokic, Embiid, Giannis, Tatum, Curry. No Doncic. No Doncic. Interesting. And Jason Tatum in there. It's an elevation of his career right there. Big step. 
Williams snaking around the pick and roll, misses. Rebound comes down to Hernan Gomez. Jazz 53. Beautiful play. 44. Royce running out in front, but the pass too far out in front. Couldn't control himself and slow himself down, and the layup's no good. Johnson, quick three the other way, no good. Rebound comes down to Gobert. Mike Conley gets knocked to the ground. Guys hurtling him the other way, looking like Mike Conley's dad, who is a triple jump medalist at the Olympics. Hernan Gomez falling to the ground in the post. And rebound comes down to the Blazers. 53-44 is the score. Driving to the basket and getting blocked again by Rudy Gobert. And then Ooh. House gets knocked to the ground with a foul in the backcourt. And House goes down awkwardly. Gets helped up and laughs with Ellaby. Rudy Gobert now has two block shots to go with his double-double. And maybe the foul looked worse than... You know, yeah. I covered Gary Payton for years. Gary Payton would take about six falls a year that anyone else was done for months on end. Some of these guys are just incredible. Conley, beautiful drive, ball fake. The world bites. Conley waits while everyone rolls by and lays it up and in. 55-44, Jazz lead. Blazers have lost 10 straight in 20 of their last 22. Just waiting for the Jazz to blow this open so he can get certain guys off the floor. Well, I don't really know if we care if we win or not. I guess we do. Denver is now up seven on LA. If we want a chance to go play the 3-6 matchup with the Warriors with Steph Curry not ready, right now is the time to make that play. But it does not sound like the Jazz coaching staff or this, you know, trying to play that game. They're just playing straight up, which is admirable. Warriors lead the Pelicans 81-54. So that one's over. And the Warriors will be the three seed, which makes Dallas the four seed. What gets interesting is whether you just decide you'd rather play the Warriors. All right, Kevin Pelton, stats guy. Your path to the Western Conference Finals is either Warriors... And then Memphis, Minnesota Clippers or Dallas and Phoenix, which is an easier path. I, I think it's probably the former one because of the fact that Phoenix is such a troublesome matchup. Now, granted, if you're the Jazz and you're talking about this opportunity with Steph Curry sidelined, you've just played the Warriors without Steph Curry and they, they did beat you. So I think that comes into play as well. House tries to force it into Gobert. We turn it over again. Fast break, get the way, layup good. Sometimes you just don't mess with karma. Just play it right, do the right thing. You're gonna win it, you're gonna win it. The interesting one, by the way, if you're Phoenix, and maybe Phoenix would disagree with this, I believe we're the team Phoenix doesn't want to see. Because DeAndre Eaton is good, they want DeAndre Eaton on the floor, which allows us to have Rudy Gobert on the floor in around the paint for the entire game. Now, while Phoenix is such a good mid-range team, Chris Paul and Devin Booker, they still would like to take some shots at the rim. And as long as Gobert, Dallas is going to play Maxi Kleba as their center, Dwight Powell as their center, and spread Rudy Gobert out all night long. Golden State's going to do the same thing. The one team that really plays a center in the Western Conference that does that plays around the basket is Phoenix, and we're the one team that has a great defensive center in the Western Conference. Conley driving, switching left to right, fading back, missing. Gobert off, hits a run, goes up and gets hacked again. 
So really, I don't think Phoenix, I don't want to overplay it. But I, is it a legitimate comment to say if you're Phoenix, you might rather have somebody else in the four or five matchup than the Utah Jets? I think Phoenix probably calls, falls into the category of we'll play anybody. They're so good. Are they the dominant favorite to you considering their season? I think they're the clear favorite. I mean, teams that have regular seasons like the Suns did typically win the championship. Now, it has been less reliable of an indicator in recent years as teams have kind of put less emphasis on the regular season and matchups has gotten more important to players. Rudy misses the free throw. A discussion that David has had that that Phoenix team seems to be as balanced as any team in the NBA from top to bottom, positions, whole works. There's not a lot of weaknesses on that team, that's right. for sure. I mean, you know, as long as they're healthy. Ten-point jazz advantage. Gobert now is 11 points, 12 rebounds, 7 of 10 from the free throw line. He'll finish the year at 69% career high for the free throw line. The Lasers put in two. Foul down low. Rudy came through a pick and Reggie Perry grabbed him. For Gobert this year, he'll have a career high field goal percentage, career high free throw percentage, career high rebounds, career high free throw attempts. He'll be the first player ever in NBA history to shoot 70% from the field and score 15 points a game. He'll lead the NBA in field goal percentage and rebounds. Will he be all NBA? That is going to be a tough battle between he and Carl Anthony Towns for the last spot. Will he be the fourth time defensive player of the year? You know, my thought all along has been that uh, since Draymond Green's injury, even if people wanted to vote for someone else because there was some voter fatigue, that there wasn't that one candidate to rally behind. It's possible Jaron Jackson has kind of gotten some momentum lately, Jaron Jackson Jr. I, I still think Gobert's the favorite. Favorite or voters fatigue? <laughs> Is that like media terms used to say what? People don't like putting the same person year after year. Yes. Oh, is this a debate I want to do too? <laughs> say that. Yeah. That's what happens all the time, huh? <laughs> Time out on the floor here. Jazz 57. Lasers 48. We're in the third quarter with that score. 6.54 left in the third on the Jazz Radio Network. Conley steals the inbound pass. Takes a left-hand dribble the other way with the defender on his side. He lays it up and in. Mike Conley with a little round ball robbery. Takes it the other way. Lays it up and in. Conley driving. Gets a beautiful screen from Gobert. A little bit like a road grinder. Clearing the path. Mike Conley lays it up and in. Conley, beautiful drive. Ball fake. The world bites. Conley waits while everyone rolls by and lays it up and in. 57-48. Jazz lead it by nine. Jordan Clarkson, left side drive in the lane, lobs down low to white side, he dunks it. Jazz go up nine. Warriors are in commanding control. Command and control against the Pelicans will be the three seed. Dallas will likely be the four. 
things just got interesting. Luka Doncic may have just left the Mavericks game with a leg injury. Couldn't tell how serious it is floating around the Twitterverse. Three by Perry, no good. This might be why, to our last conversation, you just play. You never know. 59-48. Jazz win. They'll be the fifth seed. Nuggets and the Lakers are playing right now. We'll keep an eye on it. Lob into the post to Whiteside. Fine turn and Gomez cutting. Beautiful layup. Nice basketball play. Kevin Pelton. You just looked at the Luka Doncic injury. Nate Duncan on Twitter. At Nate Duncan has it up. Was that non-contact? Like, I don't want to make people, like, freak out when I say that. What's your thought on this? Okay, we do now have an update that it's a left calf strain. And we'll, Cap, we, we'll we, we can tell you calf strains are not, uh, are not short-term in this world. We'll miss the remainder of the game. Wow. Jazz by 14 here. Suddenly, our <laughs> this season is just nutty. And now all of a sudden you're rooting for a Saturday. The other one that's interesting, by the way, in Dallas is that the Stars, Dallas Stars play on Saturday night. So if we play Dallas, we will either start first game Saturday or Sunday, which would give Luka another day. Or first game Saturday is the worst case scenario for Dallas. 62-48, Jazz, Royce O'Neal, 3-0. Hernan Gomez, relentless hustle, gets another rebound. Whiteside in the post. Hernan Gomez slicing, lays it up, and then we just did not have a sl- cutter on our whole roster until we got this guy, and he just, it's made such a difference. Boy, that is so true. It, this team, for the most part, has been a three-point shooting team, averaging 40 a game, and plays like that, spacing to shoot threes. Now you got a cutter, and Whiteside is showing that he can pass. Free throw good by Hernan Gomez. Did you have, what was your like numbers on Hernan Gomez when he was in Denver and Minnesota? Well, the interesting thing is going back when he was in the draft, I, I pulled this up. He was sixth in my draft projections that year coming wow. out of Wow, you've had really Spain. good luck with your draft projections. Not, you know, there was there was a bigger miss in there because Dragon, ben, Dragon Bender was one of the guys ahead of him. But uh, I loved him. Blevins with a nice drive and a bucket. 65-50, Jazz looking to win their 50, 49th game. Hernan Gomez, three right side is good. Wancho having a night. He's got 16. Utah Jazz all year long. I just want to thank the friends over at Instructure and the makers of Canvas who throughout the year gave away 21 MVEs. Each one was re- received a visit from a Jazz Bear, a $1,000 grant. Personalized jersey and tickets to watch a jazz game this week. Go to NBA.com slash jazz slash MVE. Driving to the basket and a shot blocked maybe there by Jared Butler. That could be his first NBA block shot right there. Aaron Gomez got it. Oh, Aaron Gomez got credit for it. They haven't seen the rebound. Maybe they did not give a block to Butler on that. We we have a uh, Doncic update. What is the Luka Doncic update? From my, my co-worker, Adrian Wojnarowski. Uh, there's initial optimism that Doncic hasn't suffered a significant injury, source tells ESPN. Well, what is like significant would be a torn calf. Strained calf muscle could still be a little... That strained calf muscles are problematic, and frankly, I don't want to get like, you know, I don't want to play doctor. I didn't stay at a Holiday Inn Express, so I don't want to play doctor. 
But the reason calf injuries are such an issue is, if I remember correctly, Kevin Durant had a calf strain pre-Achilles tendon, right? And that, and that allowed, and that is what was such of the controversy about Durant, is whether or not those two ended up being related and makes people very cautious about that. Yeah, I certainly think people approach it a little bit differently now. We have a possible flagrant foul here, which I quite honestly did not see it. Hernan Gomez was running the floor and ran into McLemore, I think trying to stop the fast break and may have had a little too much zest. McLemore is bringing it up the front court. And then Hernan Gomez tried to foul him before, he, as he made the pass, and Bill Kennedy made the call. Bill Kennedy had a calf strain against us either this year or the year before. And the Jazz ended up, well, in that ball game, ended up with two officials, if I remember correctly. Here's Bill. Somebody just walked right in front of him on the screen. After reviewing the play, the common foul stands this call. No flagrant. All right, let's check in on the Lakers and the Nuggets. Loose ball comes down to Johnson. Out the pass down low. Monk, right-handed Tomahawk. Nugget lead down to seven. All right, Nugget lead down to seven, but that means Denver is ahead in that game. So if Denver were to win and we were to lose, we'd slide to six and play the Warriors. Steph Curry's questionable. Luka Doncic has a calf strain. Who knows what you want out of this deal? If everyone's healthy, Kevin Pelton, the Jazz play the Mavericks with 3.55 left here in the fourth Jazz by 18. That seems to be where we're heading. Johnson misses. What is your thoughts on this series? You know, we were looking at this before the game, and it's an interesting series because point differential, which is usually the best predictor for teams, pretty overwhelmingly favors the Jazz in this matchup. Now, it, it it's often tough to pick against home court advantage because that is such an edge for a team. And Dallas has caught Utah to a significant degree. They've played much better since the early part of the season. They couldn't make any shots. You know, Luka Doncic obviously got in better shape. And they seem to have better role definition and more shot creation with Spencer did when he replacing Kristaps Porzingis. But this is one that I don't have a pick off the top of my head, that I would want to do the research and, and look at those two recent meetings between these two teams. You made a comment to me off the air, which I'm hoping is okay if I bring it up on the air, Whiteside is fouled and go line, that you think you'll be more in Utah's camp than most people. Right. Why do you think that? What, <laughs> what, is, your, what is your guess on the, prevail, the prevailing wisdom of quote-unquote experts will be different than yours. Why or what is you expect? Well, I, I don't think it's a secret there's been some negativity about the way the Jazz has been Seems to have been a little bit. <laughs> a little drama around I certainly this. felt it during the uh, Quinn Snyder's availability pregame. Yeah. Quinn Snyder's press conference has become must-see TV every night right now. Jazz by 20. Ron, what's your thoughts? You've, you've had some good games. Jazz beat them on Christmas without Luka. Then played some good ones back and forth. They went small on us. And, and, that, and that's what concerns me, when they, when they do go small. And they've had great success against the Jazz when they do go small. Believance. Makes a three here. Denver is beginning to run away from L.A. So the Jazz want five. They're going to have to win. The Warriors' lead is actually beginning to go the other way. The Warriors' lead's down to 13. Clarkson driving, lays it up and in and scores. 
Jazz open tonight, by the way, missing 17 straight threes to open the game. Do we ever find out if that was an NBA record? So we had the uh, threes in a quarter, and apparently Detroit went 0 for 14 in the first quarter two nights ago against Milwaukee. But that ties the most in the play-by-play -play era. So we just broke it. Ties. Oh, we only missed 14? 14 in the first oh, quarter. Oh, first quarter. All right. Wow. Hey, if we're on a record book, let's go on a record book. 2.49 left in the game in the third quarter. 14 minutes and 49 seconds mandatory to be played by the league rules. To wrap up the season, the Jazz lead by 19. And we can start thinking largely, it looks like, about the Dallas Mavericks on the Jazz radio network. The NBA now. We'll see how everything goes with Steph um, next week. Uh, there's a chance he could be, you know, ready for game one. There's a chance he might not. You know, it's literally going to be a day-to-day -day, um, thing as, as it all unfolds this week. And we'll know a lot more, you know, after uh, the next few days when he's uh, wrapping up his work. Um, but there's a chance we could, uh, you know, get everybody on the same page and, and healthy and Steve Kerr talking about Steph Curry will not be known whether he's available until he probably right up to game one. Kevin Pelton and I tried to guess when games would be played. It's a beautiful move here by Bleavens, but he misses the three. Our guess was the Warriors would play Saturday. We don't know. We're just guessing. You can kind of play around and figure out it. Lob to Rudy Gobert, catches with the right hand and hammers it home. And Rudy Gobert's got himself 14 points tonight, 12 rebounds. Is that the first clean entry pass into Rudy all night? Nice pass by Rudy Gay. <laughs> Hesitating, now shooting a three is Brown. Gobert grabs his 13th rebound. 74-53, Jazz are up 21. If the Jazz win, they're the fifth seed. If the Warriors win, they're the three seed. Dallas is the four. Warriors are up 13 as they head to the fourth, but are probably pulled most of their guys. The Warriors want that three seed, though, from the way they're playing, so I don't think they're going to pull everybody. Conley misses in the lane, and the rebound comes back to the Blazers. If Denver were to lose, then it doesn't matter what we do, but Denver is now pulled away from the Lakers a bit. Up 99-87 in the third quarter. And the last piece would be Dallas, who leads with seven minutes left by 10 over the Spurs. If the Warriors were to lose and Dallas wins, Dallas goes to three. The big news of the night, not only Steph Curry, but Luka Doncic has left the game with a calf string. Gobert in the post, flares it out to House. You thought you were getting the hook, didn't you? Three ball from Gay, no good. Rebound tapped by Rudy, but two Elijah Hughes of the Blazers. Hughes rise and fire, transition three, no good. Rebound comes down to Gay. Eliza has not shot it great since coming to Portland. Clarkson drives into the body, hands off to Gobert, fouled, won't finish. We'll get free throws. What is your thoughts on the Denver Nuggets and the Golden State Warriors, if in fact that happens, happens men? Ron Boone, Kevin Pelton along with me. I feel like they're a tough matchup for the, the Nuggets because of the fact that the Nuggets don't have a lot of options how they're going to defend the pick and roll, but that's kind of contingent on Steph Curry being a part of it. I mean, you know, you... The Jazz saw a few weeks ago that Clay Thompson can also, and Jordan Poole can also cause problems in the pick and roll, but 
So Obviously, Steph does more. They're really a handoff team, not a pick-and-roll team, so I don't know if that changes anything there. It might not. It might make it worse. I mean, they actually run the fewest picks of anyone in the league, but they buried us with that little handoff up top where Draymond's handing off to... And if Jokic has to come out to guard that, that's not a great... It's not a great situation for Denver. Exactly. And Draymond guards Jokic. Does he guard him well, or does Jokic dominate inside on that? Rambu, what's your thoughts on that matchup? We're, what, 3-1, and 3-4-0 uh, and and oh against four Denver? 4-0 and oh against Denver. Denver. Yeah, we would have liked to play Denver, but we didn't get that option. Right. What's your thoughts on Denver Golden State with five seconds on the shot clock, driving inside and turning it over the Blazers? I Jazz like, have it. I, I really like Golden State's offense. Now, where are they defensively? Well, they were number one for a long time this year. They were dominant, and then they've really slipped in the second half of the season. Rudy Gay at the top with nine on the shot clock, 11 in the quarter. Drives with the left hand, puts the shoulder down, rises, loses the basketball, gets it back, puts it up, and in. And the Jazz lead it 98-53, or 78-53, but it feels like 98-53. <laughs> left side three, up and in. And the quarter will come to an end. Brendan Williams with a shot. So the Jazz lead by 22 as we head to the fourth. With the Mavericks up eight over the Spurs with four minutes left. The Nuggets up 13 over the Lakers. And the Warriors lead is down to 12 with 10 minutes left. We'll monitor it all on the Jazz Radio Network. Seemingly, with 12 minutes left in an NBA season, the Utah Jazz up 78-56. I would tell you the next 12 minutes or half hour of our lives might be a little boring. I don't think that's going to be the case because the Warriors and the Pelicans have suddenly become relatively close while simultaneously the Spurs are making a run at the Mavericks and we have no idea who's going to be 5-4. We'll keep an eye on both those games for you as the Jazz lead here by 22. If the Warriors win, they are three. If the Jazz win, they are five. If they both lose and Denver or Dallas wins, then they, and Dallas, and excuse me, Denver win, then they take those two spots. Here the Jazz lead at 78-56, fourth quarter. Mike Conley, Daniel House, Rudy Gobert, Jordan Clarkson, and Rudy Gay on the floor. One of the things that's difficult about resting players is nobody is going to play again. Clarkson turns it over on a swing pass. Fast break the other way. Three ball for Hughes is no good. Offense rebound, Ellaby sees Gobert, passes out, gets a deflect, gets it back. Nobody plays again until Saturday or Sunday. It is a long time from a conditioning standpoint to go without playing. It's really a little dance for everyone. I mean, I've got to assume that was part of the, the upside of the play-in from the league standpoint, is you want your players playing in these games as much as possible. Has there been a rule change by any sports league that has been as successful and altered the league and the entertainment value of the league than the play-in? Ever. Maybe the mound in 68? Mm -hmm. Well, if you think back to the first wild card season, uh, is, a, is a Seattle Mariners fan at the time. That was a pretty good change for us. Conley driving, lobby, Rudy Gobert, slam dunk. 
Rudy having a big night against the diminutive Blazers. He's got 18 points, 13 rebounds. He's 10 of 14 from the line. Mike Conley's fifth assist. 80 to 56, Utah. Jazz are 10 minutes and 30 seconds seemingly away from being the fifth seed. Unless they blow a 24-point lead in the second, in the fourth quarter. Oh, come on now. Normally you would say, David, that is... Impossible? That's yes. impossible. I'm telling you right now. Or that's not funny. Yeah, that's probably you should be saying. <laughs> right. But if you can't have a little humility and laugh at yourself in life, then you got problems. You know what I'm laughing at? The guy in the LeBron jersey, LeBron James jersey in the fourth row. I find that funny. Well, he's a Lakers fan, but he's also a basketball fan. Well, yeah, but I, you know, wear something else. It doesn't even fit him very well. It looks like he might have gained a few, a few since he grabbed that jersey. See, there's an example. He just traveled. Well, he traveled because he House was running. I thought House was running more down the middle of the floor, and House flared out to the three-point line. Right. So he ends up not being able to make that pass. You see, he's looking at House as though. I've not played with you very much. I have no idea what you were going to do right there. House actually just blocked a jump shot from 18 feet out. Clarkson safety. Jazz lead it 80 to 58. Be interesting to see what this Jazz team does. Conley for three, and the Jazz are up 83 58. Well, I have got my stats question for Kevin Pelton that I truly don't know the answer to when we come back. Jazz in control, 83 58. Update on the other games. The Warriors have, the Nuggets are up 114 97. Mavericks are going to beat the Spurs, it looks like. They're up 130 120. And the Warriors have jumped out to a 22-point lead over the Pelicans to make sure that they're the three seed. We virtually know the playoffs here. We come back on the Jazz Radio Network. Your game summary. Presented by America First Credit Union. On the Zone Sports Network. Daniel House packs it falling to the ground. LMB3 left side is good. Quinn Snyder pops off the bench and says push ahead. Offensive rebound, Gobert powered it back up and in. The Jazz now lead it 28-23 on a little run of their own. Conley, beautiful drive, ball fake. The world bites. Conley waits while everyone rolls by and lays it up and in. Hernan Gomez, three right side is good. Watch out. Having a night. He's got 16. It's America First Game Summary. Special thanks to America First for their sponsorship of the Utah Jazz all season long. Official credit union of the Utah Jazz. Tap up your financial game with all-star products and services. Become a member today at AmericaFirst.com. David Locke, along with Ron Boone, we're joined by ESPN expert Kevin Pelton tonight. Here's the situation. There's 9 minutes and 21 seconds left in this game, and the Jazz lead 83-58. With a win tonight, which the Jazz lead by 25 seems likely, the Jazz will be the fifth seed. They will play the winner. They will play the fourth seed. If the Warriors win tonight... They become the three seed. The Warriors lead by 22 with 5.53 left. Jared Butler driving, lobbing to Rudy, but he couldn't get a hold of it. Fast break the other way. Layup. Missed. Jazz come out the other way. Here's Butler. Butler curls, flares it back. House left side. Now inside to Gay. Free throw line jumper for Rudy Gay. Good. So the Warriors lead by 22. With five minutes left. Let's check what's going on with Dallas and San Antonio quickly. 
Jensen. Turnaround in the lane is good. Oh, nice job. Backed him up. Shot that little follow jumper. He's got 13 points here in the fourth quarter. 122 uh, to 112. So Dallas is up by 10, but the story there is Luka Doncic left the game with a calf strain and will not return. Kevin Pelton, we're about to introduce Ron Boone to in-street close. Oh. LB layup up and in. Which would mean the Jazz play Dallas. And... The Jazz would play Dallas, possibly with Luka out with a caster. House driving, puts it off the window too hard. Clarkson flies in and lays it up and in. Ron Boone, there's a guy named Jeff Stotts. He's called In Street Clothes on Twitter. Can you give us a little more about him, Kevin? You probably know more about him than I do. Is an athletic trainer at the uh, the high school level and has been maintaining a database of NBA player injuries for probably a decade now, at least. He says, Rhea Luka Doncic is castrated as Rudy gets it caught, catches it down low, is fouled. There's a lot of variability in calf strains, right? Stots on Twitter. The calf is actually a muscle complex made up of multiple muscles. Severity and location will factor into resulting recovery time. Average time lost for calf strains in the NBA this season was 16 days. Median 17, minimum three days. Mavs medical team dealt with a calf strain earlier this season with guard Frank Milikino missed four games in 12 days in late November with a right calf strain. We had Boyan Bogdanovich out for a lengthy time without a with a calf strain as well. And we had Rudy Gobert out for a long time with a calf strain this year. That is so interesting that, I mean, I can understand why and, and understand the, the significance of of the calf string and how much you, you, know, you use your calves. Rudy Gobert went out on January 23rd and did not return until February 14th. Gobert missed, well, you can do the math on that. He missed 21 days. That would be an entire playoff series. Roman Gomez misses, I mean, makes, anyway, a transition three. Rudy Gobert is out of the game. Mike Conley is out of the game. The Jazz lead it here 92-62. They're now up 30. Hughes misses. Rebound Whiteside. Battle for the rebound. Whiteside throws an elbow at Perry. And they call a foul on Perry. Boyan Bogdanovich earlier this year. And he Boyan sat out tonight in calf maintenance. Boyan, who's the toughest guy I've ever been around, missed March 12th to March 31st. Matching about the same time. So the Jazz calf strains were 19 to 20 days. That certainly adds a different feel to a Jazz Maverick series. And that'll be the number one story leading into the series. You know, the Western Conference champion last year got fairly fortunate on their route to the NBA Finals. It's part of, the, part of what the playoff game is. Jazz lead at 92-64 with 5.47 left. Kevin Pelton of ESPN's along with us. Kevin, let's go back to a conversation we had earlier in case a new viewer has joined, listener has joined us. And let's go back to it seems more and more. So the Utah Jazz will be playing the Dallas Mavericks here with the Warriors now up 21 with four minutes left. 
What is your initial thoughts on a Jazz Maverick series? The two teams played this year and split the four matchups. Well, you know, the Luka injury obviously affects everything, including what I was most excited about is, you know, watching the fourth quarters of those games, particularly the one in Salt Lake City, and how much the Jazz were willing to switch Rudy Gobert on Luka Doncic and get that matchup of Defensive Player of the Year against one of the best individual shot creators in the NBA. That's, you know, as fun as it gets in the league, especially because there is this idea that, oh, Rudy can't defend out on the perimeter. They, they can't possibly switch with Rudy. And he proved in that situation, even if he got away with one, according to the, uh, the last two-minute report, that he very much can do it. That was the February 24th, 5th matchup. First game back from the All-Star break. Luka goes 8 of 24 in that game and scores 23 points. Donovan had 33 that night for the Jazz, who were at full strength for that game. The next matchup the Jazz played, in which the Jazz lost to Dallas, took place on the 27th of March and the Jazz were without Boyan Bogdanovich that night. Juancho Herman Gomez and Eric Paschal started as Rudy Gobert did not play either. So it gets really interesting in these four matchups is the Christmas Day game. The Jazz lead at 94-64 here. The Christmas Day game the Jazz played against the Mavericks really you throw out because Luka didn't play. The February 27th or the March 27th game you've got to throw out because Hassan Whiteside and Rudy Gobert were not available, and the Jazz started Eric Paschal at center. The March 7th game the Jazz played at Dallas. The Jazz started their regular five and had pretty much their full roster in that game and lost 111-103. The only note on that would be the Jazz were in the midst on that one playing on the back end of a back-to-back and rest advantage this year maybe more than any season in NBA history has been a massive issue Eric Paschal scores it put the Jazz up 30 the Jazz now have Butler Alexander Walker Hernan Gomez Whiteside and Paschal so pretty wild when you look at these matchups between these two teams you basically have two games you can look at that have some validity to it the February 25th game the Mavericks were their new team. They had Dinwiddie, they had Kleba, they had Bertans. This was the Mavericks team. And the Jazz came at All-Star break healthy. The Jazz win it. The other one with the Jazz on a back end of a back-to-back in Dallas. And the Jazz fell on that one by 8, 111-103. Jazz outscoring Dallas 35-26 in that fourth quarter. They were down by much more in that game. Free throws by McLemore are good. Luka had 35, Dinwiddie 23, Finney Smith 21. Real story is Finney Smith and Bullock can really shoot it. And do they shoot it in the playoffs? So can the Jazz beat the Mavericks if Luka doesn't have a good night? Yes. Okay, he does have a good night. I said that one. If Luka goes for 35 points, 16 rebounds, and 7 assists like he did the night they beat us. Now, I mean, Kevin, what's the what's the kind of thought on when you're this heliocentric, as the really smart people like to say? And Dallas, three ball from Brown, 98-71, 410 left. I mean, Luka's going to have crossed half court with the ball in his hand 300 times by the fourth game of the series. What does that do to a series? 
I mean, what we saw happen last year against the Clippers was the fatigue element with Luka Doncic was really key to those games where, you know, he wasn't the same player late in them because of the fact that he had to carry such a heavy load in the first half. And that's why I think the Mavericks are probably hoping the difference is going to be Spencer Dinwiddie and then will Jalen Brunson be more effective than he was against the Clippers because the Clippers threw so much size at Jalen Brunson. They took Beverly out of the rotation for that series. The Jazz aren't going to necessarily provide that same kind of size defensively. 100 to 73, 339 left. I still don't have my question for Kevin. Here's my question for Kevin Pelt when we come back. The Jazz have the most double-digit second-half leads in the NBA this year and the fewest double-digit deficits. Does that say anything at all? We'll talk about it coming back on the Jazz Radio Network. final stanza of the NBA regular season, I do want to take a moment thank my broadcast partner, Ron Boone, for wrapping up his 37th regular season with the Utah Jazz. No, 34th in the broadcast, and then add in 14 as a player, 47 years as a pro. So, I mean, clearly you have at least three more because you 50 round numbers matter. Let's make your addition correct. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> is, is that what you're here 34 for? 34 and 13. Yeah, 37. 34 and 37. 47. Yeah. 47. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin Pell, for joining us. Jeffrey Carroll's been on the helm all year on our broadcast for his first season ever. It's been a hard year to jump in with all of us coming off COVID and not quite remembering what we're doing. He's done a great job and developed into a fabulous producer of our broadcast and it's great to have someone back at the studio in control and running the show it makes it a million times better we had four broadcast assistants this year that all joined us for first year ever pretty cool uh leaf tuline has been running the exec uh, assistant producer tonight along with bobby love bobby love bobby love christian spear and tyler fountain they've done a wonderful job and all grown into the roles and been terrific I'm excited to Amp it up for the playoff, thanks to Brian P- Priest, who ran four of our games this year as well on the production side. Thanks to our bosses. I guess that's Bart Sharp, who's no longer with the company, but was for much of the season. Travis Henderson is not listening to this anyway because he's producing the TV broadcast. Jim Olson, president of the Jazz. And to Ryan and Ashley Smith, it's been a great enjoyment to be on the helm for your first season, full season as ownership. And it's been great to watch what you've done from the love loud night to many of the other great features and what you've brought to our organization so a lot of fun three minutes left here the jazz lead at 101 73 we'll be heading to dallas the stars play the dallas stars play saturday night in dallas so we're either going to play the first game saturday and they're going to flip their arena which really i don't think anybody other than staples center does very often or we're going to play sunday 101 73 and sunday not clear whether we'd play the early ABC game or we'd play the night game. Fast break the other way. Alexander Walker leaves it behind for Pascal and he backs it. What's gotten interesting tonight, if you're just tuning in, is that Luka Doncic left the game with a calf injury tonight in Dallas. Driving to the basket. Williams off the glass then. Let's go get the final call of the Golden State Warriors game tonight that secures some playoff seating. The Warriors will not shoot. They don't need to. And the regular season has come to a close with a 128-107 win for Golden State in New Orleans. All right.
right, so the Warriors will be the three seed, Dallas the four seed, and the Jazz are two minutes away from being the five seed with Denver the six, and the playoffs are set in the West. Alexander Walker driving, hands it to Pascal for another dunk. What a weird night we've been a part of. Started the night with Steph Curry, Steve Kerr kind of announcing that they don't know about Steph Curry, and we finished the night with a actual injury, a calf injury to Luka Doncic. Kevin Pelton of ESPN along with us. The Warriors, I'm, I'm sorry, the Trailblazers have 27 fouls. It just seems like more than that. It seems like it's about 40. Well, the Jazz really slowed the game down. Kevin, you ever been through a funky night like this one? So it made me think of a situation where I was in Portland a few years ago. This was the 2014-15 uh, season. And, you know, Warriors have Steph Curry's injury on a Sunday afternoon. They announced that it was a grade 2 MCL sprain. Looks like he might miss some of the next series. All of a sudden, people are thinking Clippers, who are in playing in that side of the bracket, could have a chance to come out of the West here. Uh, I guess it was 15-16, actually. And that very night, both Blake Griffin and Chris Paul leave the Clippers-Blazers game with injuries that ended their series. Blazers down 2-1, win the final three games, win the series, and end up losing to the Warriors in the second round. Alexander Walker with a nice three, gives the Jazz a 108-77 lead. Well, obviously the number one storyline is gonna be Lucas Health. But let me get your thoughts on the Jazz struggles in clutch, Kevin, as Hernan Gomez three is good. Clutch is a very variable period of time. Alexander Walker just kind of hit his right wrist on something. What's your thoughts on the fact that the Jazz have had the pretty good differential, the, the most double-digit leads in the second half of any team in the league, but at the same time, you know, they've lost more leads than anyone in the league, and they've actually had the fewest deficits by double-digit all year. So I'd say usually that's a good combo because what we see about clutch performance is that because of the fact that it's a small sample, it tends to be prone to a shot here, a call there makes a huge difference, and those things even out over time. I, I do think with the Jazz, what you start to wonder about is, it, particularly with these leads that they've blown, does that get into their head and start to become a, a, a mental thing where you're fixated on, here we go again? Totally agree with that. Um, and the only thing that's going to, I think, take the Jazz out of that is to not let it happen right. and have one of those quarters where, I mean, it, it, everything works. What's your thought on if Luke has to miss some games? I mean, that's a, that's a huge issue for Dallas. It is interesting because one of the things in his MVP consideration, you mentioned he wasn't on my ballot. The Mavericks weren't that much better with him on the they court this season. They were actually better with him off the court, weren't they? Now, I, 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 that's got to be a fluke. Look, Luka is obviously but a But it's true, though, player. right? It is. I think it is true, yeah. We talked about in our last broadcast, and they actually ran away from us in that game when Luka was off the floor. 14 seconds left. Three ball right side, no good. And Xavier Sneed grabs the rebound, and this will do it. Well, Quinn Snyder said all year long the number one goal was health. I think the Jazz get to the playoffs healthy, and we'll see what they do. As the Blazers will close the year losing 11 straight and 21 of their last 23. Did want to give one shout out tonight to Travis Ford, the NBA official who led the league in minutes on the court. He called 66 games this year, the previous high 
by a was about six years ago John Goble. And maybe Kevin knows this. What is the average games that officials officiate during the course of the year? I don't. This is one where Locke has wow. it on there. Wow. Do you hear that? No. <laughs> say that again. Could you say that again, please? This is one where Locke has it on there. Did you hear he that? He doesn't know either. <laughs> I said the average. <laughs> he doesn't even know the high. I had that one. 